Welcome to the Irish NFL show. We have passed the trade, line, trade deadline even. We're now at the midpoint of the season. It is officially the midpoint, week nine out of 18, even though it's 17 games, it's 18 weeks. So that is how we divide it. Now, we had a full slate of games last week, of course, but this weekend we do have four teams on buys. We have the Broncos, Lions, 49ers, and Jags all sitting this one out. The games to the left, though, have plenty of juicy ties remaining, I assure you. And um, The NFL rolls back into Germany, of course, this weekend. The blockbuster game there between the current top two seeds in the AFC, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. That game's live from half two from Buskers on the ball in Temple Bar. Buskers screens two live games, of course, every weekend and Red Zone Live every Sunday. The Sunday evening games in Buskers this weekend will be Seattle at Baltimore and Cowboys at Eagles, that critical uh, NFC East clash in the later evening game. Steelers host the Titans in a few hours' time. Brian and Andrew Morgan preview that game in our Thursday night football podcast. Now, our first section of game previews and picks tonight is brought to you by RuPoint, demonstrating the value of global PR and comms. And you can see how RuPoint can help your business at RuPoint.com. Well, we look to Frankfurt, as we said, for the first game of the weekend. The Chiefs looking to bounce back after their surprise weekend loss to the Broncos, of course. And who do they face but the team that put 70 points on those self-same Broncos not a few short weeks ago, the Miami Dolphins. Um, Dolphins, the nominal home team there, Brian. Um, but the Chiefs are favourites and um, they're marginally so one and a half points is the betting line there and this game on current trends could well end up deciding who's the number one seed in the AFC so it, it's two teams that have been going pretty well and um, very well in fact but it, it could have a lot of consequences down the line one way or the other yeah the magnitude of this game is, is so significant across the AFC there's going to be a number of different teams play late around in the evening you know really keen to see who wins this game to see how it all kind of Shakes out by the end of Sunday evening. This, I mean, the NFL have landed on the, on an absolute goldmine here. You know, the fact that it's another game in Germany. It's the second year. It was such a success last year. Me and Colin are traveling over on Sunday. Very excited, to have to say, to be, to be attending this game. It's arguably the best game which the NFL have ever had. Well, I suppose it's got the potential. You've got the number one quarterback who's had two, over 2,400 yards of offense this year against the Georgia quarterback in Mahomes, who's not too far behind him on a shabby 2,000 and 176 or something to that effect and every week you just seem to have Tyreek Hill and Waddle having 100 plus yards gained which they did last week against the Patriots and like where are the Chiefs right now because I think you, you called it on Tuesday show the exception of Kelsey last year it worked last year there was players that stepped to meet the Juju Schuster scouting was good last year we saw Kadarius Tony in the playoffs make an impact and that kind of transition to Tyreek Hill is gone. Obviously, he's going to be on the other side of the field this week with the Dolphins, but they've been consistent last year. Players emerging at the right time in the season. When is that going to happen? Because it really hasn't materialised offensively this year. They've been, I wouldn't say stuttering, but it's not been at the same level as we saw last year. And for the Dolphins, it's, they've got to win a big game. It's probably a bit harsh to be saying that, but they've gone up against two teams this year that are marquee in terms of the Eagles and the NFC, and they've gone up against the Bills. The Bills put up 48 points in them. And everybody's lauding the, this team. And if they win on Sunday, they'll be top of the division, ahead of the Bills, number one seed potentially. And yet people are still questioning. Peter King said it last week when we had Peter King on the podcast. He said, they haven't beaten any team yet. You look at who they've beaten. Their records, all teams with negative 500, you know, in terms of their records across the league. They've got to get over the line. Are, we, are you want to give your pick for us? Or are we going to show it in? or? I'm going to go cheese. I'll jump in. I'll jump in for all right. I, I was I was going to jump in, but no, you're you're very good to to, to offer that one up. Well, yeah, the narrative being Andy Reid doesn't lose two games in a row. It's very difficult to see. You know, Andy Reid's like he's even more like a 
They're up in the China shop when he loses the game. You can see he's very clearly frustrated and imagine the evil's yeah. I mean, with for, him. That's very for me, that, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs as well, although not without some some tune and fro in, in advance of us sitting down this evening. Um, defense travels well, right? It's one of those hoary old NFL cliches and that includes when you're going transatlantic. Uh, and we sometimes kind of sleep on the on the Chiefs defense because you're always looking out for Mahomes, of course, and, and we've been kind of picking our way through where is that offensive explosion going to come from from a wide receiver point of view and they of course get to see the the bullseye prize that got away when they have Tyreek Hill on the on, on the other side of the ball something of a is it a revenge game for him not that he needs to exactly much measure a revenge on the on the Chiefs but for me it comes down to what you just said there with the Dolphins the knock on them last season as well was they stacked up wins in the early part of the season and even before the the two injuries they ended up through no fault of their own you can only beat what's out in front of you. Playing a lot of teams that, for one reason or another, were playing with their backup QBs. They stacked a lot of lot of um, wins early on. Looked really good. But when the going got tough, the Dolphins didn't get going. And um, ironically, probably the best showing they had was it was in the playoffs when they're playing with Skyler Thompson, um, and they and they really put it up against the Bills in that game. Probably unlucky not to get over the line. So there is some dog in them. And um, they will be delighted to see Jalen Ramsey back because I think that could be a significant piece for them from here. Um, the Chiefs, on the other hand, have, have been stout defensively, even though they've been, it's not like they've been bad offensively. And I suppose you cast your mind back to last season and there were a lot of questions about them in the early going. Like, they, ironically, they were probably slightly better in the earlier going this season even than they were last season. But now it's sputtered a little bit and, you know, they're very, very dependent on Kelsey, which which causes you a lot of worry. You know, even Tyreek Hill in his pregame comments was saying, I just told everybody, all those broken plays, you just got to cover Kelsey. If you cover Kelsey, they got nothing else. That's that's where they go to. But like everybody's been saying that for the last five years. I was just going to say that. Quite yeah. that way. Very easy to say, Tyreek. You know, you're not the one who has to try and cover him. Um, yeah. they've got- how many times? How many times? Sorry, going to be said that. Like you're right. What you said. Like this is saying going to theory every year. Team saw in the Super Bowl last year. The Eagles. You know, by all accounts, brought in Fangio as a consultant leader to the Super Bowl, and then there was a tweet around. Well, as as a consultant, remember that you know Mr. Kelsey out there. It's just he's just such a talent that when he's when he's forty fifty, he's just like he used to be shouting at the TV. It's going to Gronk. It's going to Gronk when, when the Patriots were in there. Yeah. But nobody could stop it going to going to Gronk. It was money every time. But I just got to call it. I mean, some of the the Chiefs role players defensively have been just playing out of this. Yeah. I mean, I think there's an argument that Jerry Sneed, Sneed is the best defensive back in the NFL, or certainly on current form is. And they've got Trent McDuffie and, you know, Willie Gay's been playing out of his skin. They've, they've been stacking up quarterback hits. You know, they're there, thereabouts in all the key defensive categories and they're not far, too far off in all the offensive categories. Now, when everything goes right for the Chiefs, they're probably the best balanced team in, in the league, which is why their record is where it is. Um, clearly, they just need to make sure that Taylor Swift attends all the games, right? That's the that's the talisman now or the, or the, or the talisman, if you, if you will. And um, the one game she doesn't go to since herself and Travis got together is the is the one that they lost. And um, interesting last week from a Dolphins perspective, though, before before we leave this one, to see that that was Jalen Waddle's first 100 yard plus game last week, which is kind of a bit of a watch out for the for the NFL type stat because it's kind of funny that they haven't really needed them. They've had so much from from elsewhere. They've also got this incredible run game. They still have one of the best running games in the NFL, which is probably the one surefire way to get at the Chiefs. Their run defense hasn't actually been that that stout good and all as they've been at stopping the pass. Um, but I, I still think the Chiefs will just about come out on top. Hopefully this is the shootout that German fans deserve. Yeah, I, I'm jealous of you guys because it's a, it's a great one to go to. Frankfurt's a great city. Um, 
you know, this one turns out to be the game that we hope it will. The NFL could sell out 10 games in Germany next year. I mean, there's, there's such an appetite for it there. Um, but this is a great way to start off the, the weekend's action. I think we're both going Chiefs there. Cardinals-Browns um, next up. Browns fairly heavy favourites in this one, Brian. But will that uh, will that be the way it goes? It's hard to see past them, really, isn't it? I know there's um, a great disappointment on offence, and we spoke about it on Tuesday show, and the fact that, you know, if there was a settled situation at the QB position, they'd be winning games. Like, they really should have won that game last weekend. Like, not to harbour too much on them, like, you hold the Seahawks to no points, second quarter, third quarter, and essentially three quarters, with the exception of the last minute. And you don't get out of that game with a win. It's really disappointing. It looks like Sean Watson is 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 down to play. He's been practicing a bit more this week. So that's like whatever we feel or think about after Sean Watson. He's obviously a huge upgrade on, on PG Walker. And for the cards, like the cards have they've essentially done like we spoke again, Dobbs has been traded to the Vikings and it makes a lot of sense. He's played really well for them. Colin was going to call us out on that one. If the Cards players are playing for sense to their next opportunity in the league, which sometimes we forget about when we go to season, we do previews to, to toughness because they've been in every game with all due respect to the fact that they don't have the greatest of roster, with, you know, with the exception maybe two or three marquee players. But this Browns defense touched on at the start of the season, touched on it throughout the season. And you, you know, you, you said it yourself, Connor. They're playing at such a high level. And it looks like they're going to go with a rookie, a late round rookie uh, quarterback by the name of Tune. So, be interested to see which Tune he can he can muster on Sunday. It could be like a very difficult day for him. Maybe the element of surprise we saw it last weekend with Will Levis, but realistically, you would think at home the Browns should have more than enough to, to win this game, and essentially covered that particular handicap, which is I think it's sitting around seven and a half, eight points, which we kind of discussed off here. Yeah, with Dobbs gone to the to the Vikings, of course, as you say, that that is one thing that that maybe they have going for them. Ironically, um, is that there just will be no tape on tune, and that's going to make it slightly difficult for the for the Browns. But you know, when this when defensively they're at their peak, um, you know, they look generationally good, and we've talked about it before. And, and Miles Garrett's form this season has been just off the charts, and he's far from the only uh, the only playmaker they have. Um, at the same time, you know. I was slightly concerned when I saw what the Colts did to them the other week. Like the Colts stacked up an awful lot of yards. Gardner Minshew was uh, was was having a game against the Browns, and you know snuck in for a couple of rushing TDs as well. And um, they haven't they haven't always been at that kind of worldy level. And um, the the kind of highlights, and particularly the Garrett highlight reel, highs a couple of deficiencies. And um, I'm not sure that the the Cardinals though have, have what it takes to exploit that. They're on a five game skid now. And they just shipped Dobbs out of town, and that's difficult for the offense around him. Not as, as though it was playing at a particularly high level. I think it's you know it's a testament to the toughness of the players, and, and testament to to be fair to, to Gannon having gone in there with with not an awful lot of it at his disposal that they've been competitive at least for most of most of the games they played, even if a couple of the scores have gotten away from them. And I don't see that being any different this weekend. I think the bookies are more or less right here. You can see the Browns by by more than a score, and it's going to be that classic Cardinals game I think it'd be competitive till around the third quarter and then Browns will pull away uh, we've got Bears and Saints up next I might I might kick off with this one um, Tyson Bajan the course starts again for for the injured Justin Fields and um, Bears have uh, Montez Sweat in that uh, trade from the Commanders which we talked about on our Tuesday show and um, might give their uh, and pr- should ideally give their um, their 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 defensive line a bit of pep and um, been the major weakness from a Bears perspective. They just haven't been able to get pressure on their quarterback. They have fewer sacks than any other team. They have a lower pressure rate than any other team in the NFL. Literally the worst and um, the worst pa- pass rush out there. And um, 
Saints, on the other hand, snapped the two-game losing streak with that victory over the Chiefs last weekend. I mean, there was times when he talked about Clayton Tune, the Cardinals quarterback, where Derek Carr really hasn't looked in tune with the offense around him. Um, a lot better at the weekend, though. Um, Alvin Kamara, in particular, has been sensational for them, and he's always the out for, for Carr, but you know they're not short of other weapons there. Thomas is looking somewhere close to back to his best. Um, Alave, of course, um, if, if and when he's in the mood, is, is, is such a danger man for them. Um, and defensively, I, I just trust the, the, the Saints' defense to stop um, the Bears. You know, one, one of the things from the Bears-Chargers game last weekend, you saw, you know, great start for Bajans, hits um, Darnell Mooney for a 41-yard gain on the, on the very first um, pl- play from scrimmage. After that, it's two runs stopped behind the line of scrimmage and then a sack. Uh, and that's basically the offensive series I feel like I've watched from the Bears forever now is a drive stalling because of they just can't get the running game going. Um, nothing else is working for them and, and they badly need that to happen as it did in the in the win over the Raiders and um, Saints made a much sterner stuff and um, you know the last half full angle for the Bears is they've been two and two over the last four games but you've got to look at the teams that they've won against you know they beat the commanders which you know in fairness wasn't wasn't a bad result commanders have played the, the Eagles tough they're, they're, they're not an easy out um, but you know the other the other win, of course, came over the Raiders, and I think a lot of the things that look good for the Bears look good precisely because they were playing they were playing the Raiders. And um, I think the Saints justifiably favourites here, and I'm going New Orleans in this one. Yeah, like last Sunday night, and you, you said it at the start of the show, or sorry, during the show on Tuesday when we got to the covering that that particular Chargers and Bears game on Sunday night football, around the fact that he started out brightly, but over the course of the game, you could see, and we kind of felt that like as as well as Bryce Mason played in the opening game. It was against a struggling Raiders team. We saw it kind of come back to probably the expectation and, and level he's at last weekend. And okay, we might have to get him into surprise, but I think it's I think it's the kind of scenario where he'll be comfortable playing in Soldier Field. It's it's a steep curve to go on the road, and in particular the Saints defensively. Okay, they've been they've been good over the course of the season, but there's been some letdown games. And Darren Carr obviously fell on his feet last weekend. But you you said it that the week prior to that, like without Kamara, like they're nothing. And Kamara is the kind of cog in the wheel that makes this offense work and it, like we saw Kamara come back to the, the form of all last week I think this is a big, too big an ask for the Bears to win, win this game it's the same turn if he hit us far from it I mean I thought to be I had a higher expectation than and I still think in the they probably will win this out but bearing in mind what other teams are in division and the Saints will recognize this is a this is a must win game and it's it's, it's one of those games you, you pencil you said it last Saturday in Busky you pencil you know, on the calendar, these are the type of games that you have to win if you want to be in the position to win the division. I think the Saints will win this game, Cubs. And we sometimes kind of, kind of forget the extent to which the Saints are all in. I mean, they've absolutely mortgaged their yep. future to the hilt. I mean, they're already $71 million over next year's salary cap um, or projected salary cap with all of these restructured contracts that they have to keep the veterans that they have on their on their roster. Like, yeah, it's the AFC or the NFC South and it's 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 not the toughest division to emerge from, but they, they've got to make the playoffs and got to make a playoff run to make this worthwhile because so far they got nothing to show for all of the uh, all of the restructured deals and all of that can that they've kicked down the road. I mean, the bills for that are going to come due at some stage over the next three or four years and you could be wiping away a decade. So the Saints have, have got to start winning and got to start winning quickly to make this all worthwhile. You can also add, quick, quickly, you can also add that Derek Harrow was one of the, the biggest, I know if they're Aaron Rodgers train, obviously, but he was the biggest free agency acquisition bearing the money he's released for the Raiders and if they weren't to make the playoffs in his first year that's be a huge disappointment because there was this narrative last year that the Saints are a quarterback away from a really strong side and they would have been 
you know, they were competitive enough for an Irish Parson last season. So if they don't win the division this year, bear in mind that they brought in a, a quarterback who's deemed to be like a top 10 in the league, be used to support it. Yeah, big time. Meanwhile, at Lambeau, uh, it could have been also different for the Packers. They would have hoped for an awful lot better from Jordan Love than they've seen, Brian. Um, Rams coming into town off a bad beat of their own. Uh, it might not be the worst game to see in Green Bay at the moment from their perspective, but you know the fact that they dealt Rasul Douglas uh, during the week, one of their best defensive back, tells you a lot about um, where the Packers' intentions are for this season and for next season. They're not entirely convinced in what they're seeing and they're happy to deal a veteran player that they can get value for to stock up on some draft capital to strengthen this young team. Yeah, it's it's not really going to materialise, is it, from where they were at the start of the season. And I think you, you called it out a couple of weeks back. It's mad. His, his performance as a quarterback, Jordan Lowe, have been masked by other variants within the team. And if you actually look, if you trade into the, uh, his statistics game to game, they weren't they weren't that impressive. And they found ways like that Saints game to navigate a victory coming back from 17 points down. And if that's the second victory, that's the only victory outside of the week one win in Chicago where he played quite well. But then again, he argued the Bears defense on that day was non-existent for Irish parts. And he's you know, he's had his struggles to say inside the Packers, sorry, the, the Broncos game, which they came back and looked like they were going to be straight get in a position to win the game. He chose the interception. And last week, his, his, I think his, his yardage after three quarters was, was relatively low. It hadn't really got to a huge stage and there's a bit of growing frustration on some of the supporters over at that game. It's a difficult one to call because right now we don't know where Matthew Stafford is. It looks like he's unlikely to play. It looks like he there's a conversation with him going on the yard. Not, not sure that's sure that's been confirmed. And this, the Rams are the Rams are kind of coming back to what we thought. And I, I would say that we spoke about this in Busks last week that when they go up against the likes of the Cowboys and Beaver teams, they're going to be greatly exposed because it's just on that the talent they have some really great storylines coming into the season players who are delivering ultimately as a as a, a collaborative approach of many a player they don't have the team in this game outside Packers I think the Lambo factor may have something to do I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to play which would be a big disappointment for Rams so I think the Packers will get over in line but I'm not expecting to be pretty or a high scoring affair no, I, I see that as one of the, the determining factors clearly um, it, it, Stafford looks like he's going to be a game time decision if he's not playing, I'd be much more confident than Green, play, Green Bay and I'm reasonably confident in them winning this anyway. And um, to be fair to to Love and the Packers offense, which you know has looked anemic for for most of the season, bar those two wins that you pointed out, which have their own asterisks beside them. And um, he, he six dropped balls last weekend, so it's 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 not all on him. The, these receivers have got to step up. One of the things he he's also been shorn of, of course, is, is Aaron Jones. They've been managing, you know, a snap count for Aaron Jones the last couple of weeks as they came back from injury. You'd have to imagine he'll be better able to take the workload this week, which the Packers desperately need. They need to get that running game going. That's when any, you know, and Love is effectively a rookie quarterback. That's what any rookie quarterback needs. He needs those those outlets. He need, they need to be able to pound the rock, and they've generally been well set up to do it for the last couple of years. It was something that Aaron Rodgers was able to rely on. It hasn't been the same this season. If they get that going, I think that's the that's the key to the game for me. Even without Rasul Douglas, this is still a well-tooled, pretty, pretty veteran defense. You know, they're much older outside of the ball, much younger on the on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and you know, as we saw against the Saints, they can't burst out and and, and explode into life and and, and suddenly click. And um, you know, certainly Love is capable of throwing the deep ball on the likes of Watson. And you know, Jaden Reed seems to be the target that he favors at the moment. He seems to have come out. Romeo Dobbs is is, is well capable as well. 
it's just a matter of of, of getting into that rhythm, which you know it, it's been in and out for them. But I think this is probably not the worst game. And um, I'm coming off that beat down against the Cowboys. I I'm I'm siding with Green Bay here as well. If if you look at sorry, quick, if you look at the Packers' uh, defense in terms of what points given up in games, it's not there's nothing that's they haven't been blown out in any games defensively. They've been they've been there. They've been holding their own, and the offense was. At about a level, they probably would be pulling away and, and winning certain games. So certainly not on the defense right now in terms of where they're at. Hundred percent right. That's the end of the first segment of our week nine preview, brought to you by Rootpoint.com, demonstrating the value of global PR and cons. You can see how Rootpoint can help your business at Rootpoint.com.